Take. It's a podcast. It's a podcast where we discuss books that we have in hand. Yes, I'm currently holding it. Yes, yeah, so that are young adult novels. Uh, technically, the parameters are 2000s and 2010s. Have we broken that? Yes. Will we continue to break it? The 90s count as the 2000s. And the, if I read a book in 2007, it doesn't matter if it came out in 1986. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my standpoint. It's books, yeah, sorry. We're, um, we need to clarify. Our, our podcast is about books that we personally read in the 2000s in 2010s. Uh, I'm Renee, and my phone is possessed by a French ghost. (laughs) It's true. Hello, dude, Justice. (laughs) I'm Mary, and um, I read the book this week. (laughs) Amazing. It's called Ferris by Gail Carson Levine, who most of you probably know from Ella Enchanted, which I didn't realize, well, rather I forgot that all of her books are, like, connected. Oh, my God. Our, our baby cat is playing at the door. He ran away. Oh, okay. Anyway, they're all connected, because Ella from Ella Enchanted gets mentioned at the very end of the book. Wow. So it's like when Rapunzel goes to uh, the, the coronation. coronation. yeah. Wow. Also, whenever you say Ferris, I hear it as Ferris, like the character from Science King. Don't make fun. Uh, no. Well, let's just jump into it, shall we? All right. The description. Once upon a time. Wow. There was a girl who wanted to be pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is um A.U. Snow White, for those who didn't know. I didn't. Well, it's A.U. Snow White. Wow. Azza singing is the fairest on all the land and the most unusual. She can- Azza? Azza. Az- A-Z-A. Aza, whatever. She can throw her voice so it seems to come from anywhere, but singing... <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Singing, wow, I'm jealous. <laughs> singing is only one of the two qualities prized in the kingdom of Aortha. Aortha. A- Aortha. Okay. Aza, Aza, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't possess the other beauty. Not even close. <laughs> She's hidden in the shadows in her parents' inn, but when she becomes the lady-in-waiting to the new queen, she has a step into the light, especially when the queen demands a dangerous favor. A magic mirror, a charming prince, a jealous queen, palace intrigue, and an injured king twine into a maze that Aza must penetrate to save herself and her kingdom. Do you penetrate a maze? <laughs> if you don't want to navigate it, sure. Full toes through. Yeah, you can just blast right through that shit. Oh, is that the whole description? Yeah, that's the end. Okay. Um, so, Aza was apparently born singing an aria instead of crying. Um, but no one can tell her if this is actually true or just, like, something people tell her. Because she was abandoned uh, when she was a month old at the Featherbed Inn uh, in the town of Amonta. 
Okay. On January 12th of the Year of Thunder songs. Years just have names in this world. Not not numbers. So it's I don't know how they keep track of them. Um, but she was adopted by the innkeeper and his wife. So that's good for her. Um, she has a younger sister named Areda, a cat named Emily, and two older brothers named Olo and Yeri. So all f- there's a lot of fun names in this book. <laughs> it makes um, me think of that um ugh, that mediocre shadow people anime I started watching, Shadow House or Shadow's whatever. Shadow House, yeah. Yeah, because they the main character is like given her name and it's at first they're like, "Oh, Emily." She's like, "That's too ordinary." Amilico. Oh my god. <laughs> That feels like a name that would be in here. Yeah, so they... Her name, Aza, means lark um, in Aorthean. So they say Aorthean, not Aorthan, for some reason. Why not? Just gotta be extra. Um, So yeah, Aortha is the kingdom of singers. Uh, Aza is an unsightly child. Um, She had blue-white skin with the dark red lips and black hair. Um, And as she grew up, she got uglier. Oh my god. Um, she is... became large boned and awkward. Um, she had chubby cheeks and resembled a snow maid, which we're apparently just supposed to know what those are, but apparently have round faces and round button eyes. Well, it's a female snowman because you have to gender things. There we go. That makes sense. <laughs> you know what? That's actually what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aorthaeans are sensitive to beauty, uh, more so than subjects of other kingdoms. Um, but anyway, um, the only guests at the Featherbed Inn who were ever comfortable with her uh, were gnomes. Oh. Um, gnomes were generally difficult to serve, uh, but they liked having them at the inn because they were generally wealthy um, if they were traveling. And if they were in pairs, they'd get two rooms and pay for two rooms because they're too wide to share a bed. Um, I don't know, maybe they could like turn, you know, do it to the other anyway so one day uh Aza's singing a song and uh she catches the attention of a gnome named Zom so important um with these gnome names is the capital letters at the end okay and none of them make any fucking sense great I love it so his name is Z-H-A-M capital M Zom um, apparently gnomes can, like, see the future a little bit or something. Oh, of course. Um, and she asks him if she'll ever be pretty, and he's like, nope, you know, never. But I think all humans are ugly, um, and but you're less ugly than most humans, according to a gnome. Um, but she also, he also says that they'll meet again in the future in the gnome caverns, and she's going to be in danger at that time, so... Spoilers. Yeah. Um, in the year of barn songs, whenever the fuck that is, uh, Aza's 12. Um, and the Duchess of Elixo and her companion dame, Ethele, uh, stay at the Featherbed Inn for a night. Um, the Duchess is, she's just a difficult guest. Um, and she requests the staff to bring her a piping, piping hot. Oh cup of Ostimo, which is some kind of molasses drink. Uh, This is the worst world building. Oh, the world building is awful. But just giving weird names to things isn't world building. No, that's literally all the the fucking world building is just 
give things weird names. Anyway, so she has to have it at exactly 9 p.m. Not a moment before or after. And it has to be piping hot. Um, And her mom is going to bring it. um, But then there's a bar fight. So she has to deal with that. So then Asa has to take it. And Asa's like, I can't. I'm too ugly. So whatever. She has to bring it anyway. And in order to hide some of her ugliness, she brings her cat with her. Um, And turns out the Duchess loves cats. She has 10 cats. Um, they're named Asha, Esha, Ishi, Osho, Ushu, Yishi with a Y. Um, and then she has also Alka, Elke, Ilki, and Olko. Um, and she also has seven kittens. Um, and she's like, yo, Aza, help me name them. And they end up naming them after uh, Aza's cat. Um, and so after that, the Duchess becomes a regular at the end, which is great. Um, then in the Year of Forest songs... Like, why? Anyway. Uh, Aza's 14. She discovers a new way of singing. Um, So she gets the hiccups, and she tries singing while she has the hiccups, and discovers through this how to throw her voice. Um, And she also practices this and learns how to do it without moving her lips as well. And she names this technique illusing? Illusing? Elusive singing. Yeah. Well, like, illusion. Oh. Yeah. Um, and she's also a talented mimic, so she's able to, like, copy voices and sounds and whatnot. That's just, like, a fun little tidbit she just throws in there, like, oh, yeah, I'm a talented mimic. Like, okay. Um, okay. So, one night she tells her sister about it. Her sister tries to do it, but she can't. The rest of her family finds out about it later, but they all agree to, like, keep it a secret. Um, and then a few months later, her parents sent her younger sister to finishing school, um, because they think having a refined young woman would raise the tone of the inn. And Aza's like, she's hurt by it. She understands, like, why they would send her sister and not her, because, like, she's just so horribly ugly. Um, but she understands. Uh, and then in the Year of Kitchen Songs, why are they named any of this? Um, Aza's 15, and King Oscaro announces he's engaged to a commoner. From the Kyrian town of Bast. 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 Um, so her, his fiance's name is Ivy, uh, but they spell it I-V-I and Aorthan. Um, she's 19 and the king is 41. Nice. You love um, to see it. You love to see it. This is a really healthy and normal relationship. Oh, yeah. Come to learn. Um, she's never been to Aortha. They met in Bast and the king conducted his courtship there. Um, Ivy is a complete mystery and she has to remain a mystery until the wedding um, because there's a superstition in Aortha that from betrothed to the wedding, nothing can be altered um, or else the marriage will be cursed. So Ivy won't even arrive to the castle until the day before the wedding and only her own servants from Bast will like attend to her until she gets married. Um, the nobility are scandalized by the fact that she's a commoner and, um, everyone except Aza are outraged by her youth and foreignness. I'm like, she's 19, he's over double her age. Yeah. But Aza feels a connection to her and thinks, like, they could be friends for whatever reason. And she learns from her... She knows nothing about her. Literally. Well, she does learn from her local tailor who has a cousin who lives in Syria. Um, that Ivy is high-spirited and flirtatious, and she's also, quote, just merely pretty. Just merely. Um, The Duchess of Elixo is invited to the wedding, and she stays at the inn on her way to the castle, and her attendant, Dame Athele, 
falls ill. So long story short, um, the Duchess convinces Aza to act as her attendant in Ethelia's stead. So they go to the castle and um, Aza gets some really fancy bed chambers that are like bigger than anything she's ever seen and she has some soap in the shape of a dragon wow. um and so she washes up and she has to get dressed in one of the dame's dresses um which the duchess specifies she has to wear both skirt and underskirt because she won't have her scantily clad at the wedding and she's like yeah, you, you need a chainsaw to get through my dresses basically <laughs> um so she gets all dressed up and uh bursts into tears because first of all the Athele has horrible taste yeah um, and she also just doesn't know how to, like, dress up. But the Duchess comes and, like, f- helps fix her up a little bit, but, um, it, she can't help this awful dress. Um, anyway, they get to sit first row at the wedding. Um, and it's just, like, the king, and then he's accompanied by Prince Ijori and his boarhound Uchu. Okay. Um, Ijori is 17, and, um... He's taller than the king, who's his uncle. Um, Ijori's mom is Princess Eleni, with two E's at the end. Eleni. Eleni. Um, she's the king's sister. Um, Ivy comes out, and she is, like, incredibly beautiful. She's like, he said he was, she was merely pretty. She's, like, the most beautiful woman who has ever existed. Um, and then... The other thing that happens is so these this is the kingdom of singing, right? So the wedding is supposed to be sung. Um, and like they're supposed to write a new song for your spouse. Um, but Ivy doesn't sing. Um, she she has a sore throat. She's ill. Um, and this is a horrible omen for this marriage. <laughs> so whatever, they get married though. Um, Aza goes to join the greeting line and she's like so nervous because like she's so ugly. <laughs> How is she supposed to talk to these people? Uh, um, I don't know. Exactly. Can't relate to that problem. <laughs> Drop dead gorgeous <laughs> over here. Um, she's greeted by Ijori first uh, who announces her to the king and queen. Um, and Ivy and her like they have a moment where Ivy's like I'm so nervous too. Like I totally get where you're coming from. Um so they, they just, like, have a moment together. Okay. Uh, the next day, uh, Aza's wandering the castle, and she joins in this singing game with the prince. Uh, so basically, you have to sing sections of, like, a really boring textbook and try to make everyone else laugh. And uh, the prince is not very good at this game, but combined, they win, because she's an incredible singer. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But... She leaves and she is just like doing her little illusing outside or in another room, wherever. I'm confused by the layout of this castle, okay. but whatever. And she is discovered by Ivy, who is just like mesmerized by her. They chat and Ivy explains that her voice is interesting. Basically, she's trying to make excuses for the fact that she's just a bad singer. Yeah. Um, and that's why she didn't sing at the wedding and, like, people just, like, wouldn't understand. And, like, the king wants me to take singing lessons. Um, and then all of a sudden, Ivy asks Aza to be her lady in waiting. And Aza's like, I'm not even a nobility. Like, she's, she's like, no, it's fine. I'll just make you a lady and then you'll be my lady in waiting. Okay. Um, and you'll get, like, a really good wage. 
And then they're like, let's go sneak outside together. So Aza tries to sneak out a window and gets stuck because she's just so wide. Because she's so ugly. I think, do you know the old Irish song, um, Molly Malone? Um, maybe. It's a... Her, her hips are so wide that she gets, like, stuck in the alleyway. Oh. That does sound kind of familiar. She sells, like... It's like... I don't want to say it because, like, Ivy, I have an interesting voice, as we know. I'm gonna... Please hold. And there's two versions. There's a crude version and there's, like, a more kid-friendly version. Three-minute song! Hell no. Dublin's fair city, the girls are so Yeah, I You do? Yeah. Anyway, that's what that made me think well, of. So she gets stuck, and Ivy's like, don't worry, I'll go get help. So she leaves Aza there, um, and so she's gone for a while, and Aza's like, alright, maybe I'll just try to wiggle out. Um, so she, like... <laughs> Is like trying to get the bustle to like collapse or whatever of her dress, oh, yeah. and um, she hears someone approaching, so she has to use her alessing to like get him to go somewhere else, so he doesn't find her trapped in a window. Yeah, um, and then she's able to free herself, and she goes outside, and ends up at this like basically like a medieval times. <laughs> okay. Um and. It's just, like, some demonstration with centaurs uh, doing oh, whatever. Oh, cent- centaurs exist here. Yeah, centaurs exist. God, was that anime about the centaurs? Oh, my God. The P- Pretty Horse Girl Club? No! A centaur's life or something? Oh. <laughs> Don't talk to me about the horse girls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Frenzy, though. Yeah, but they, they, they don't really have intelligence, I guess, these centaurs. Like, they're just for, like, riding around. They're basically horses. I don't know. Why they had to make them centaurs? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but, so, Prince Jory and Uchu are there, um, along with the king and Ivy. And Ivy is just chilling, straight up. Aza's like, oh, like, maybe she sent a servant to come help me. <laughs> but clearly she's just forgot. Um, or didn't care. Anyway, so they're doing this performance, and then it, they're, like, throwing these discs around, um, and then one just goes flying, and goes is going over toward Ivy, so the king, like, pushes her out of the way, and it hits him in the head, knocks him unconscious. Oh. So, Aza's like, this happened because she didn't sing at the wedding. <laughs> this is the, this is the curse of the wow. no singing, and, um, so Ivy's distraught, and, um, She's like, don't, like, who's gonna love me now? And Aza's like, she's only sad because the king loves her, not because she loves the king. So they bring She's him. sad because the king loves her? Like, she's not like, oh, like, my, you know, my husband. She's like, oh, who's gonna love me if he dies? Oh, okay. Um... So they bring him to the back, and the physician's looking at him, and they are like, he's probably not going to die soon, but, like, we're going to do what we can. Um, And then everyone, like, kneels for Ivy, and Aza's just like, how can she even rule our country? She doesn't even know our country. Um, It's just, like, 
not good. And so that evening, they're supposed to have this thing called a sing, which is just like a big community gathering where like people, they just sing. They sing karaoke songs. Um, and so Ivy's like, Prince Jory, cancel the sing. Like, no one's going to want to sing in this predicament. Everyone's like, no, actually, we want to sing even more because this will be a healing sing. Like, we'll save, we'll sing for the king's health. And she's just like doesn't want to be a part of it at all and um anyway they eventually just convince her to be like okay fine we'll have this thing whatever but Aza you you have to like bring me some Ostimo in an hour um so she goes and meets with Ivy and she's like okay you guys can have this thing but only if you Ila sing for me Wow, didn't, didn't see, see that coming. That. Wow, this book sucks. And so Aza's like just starts doing it there. She's like, no, I need you to like sing as if you were me, obviously. And so Aza's like, no, I can't do that. Like, I'll be deceiving everyone. And Ivy's like, no, everyone needs to think that I have a beautiful voice and blah, blah, blah. And Aza's like, if we do this, like, it's probably even gonna hurt the king, not help him. And then she's then Ivy's like okay well if you don't sing for me then you're not my friend and if you're not my friend you can't be my lady in waiting and if you're actually not my friend you're my enemy and if you're my enemy you have to go to jail and your family's in is gonna have to get closed down and you're gonna have nothing so basically Aza's forced to agree <laughs> because otherwise her life will be destroyed by okay well she's 19 whatever so she agrees and Ivy's like, "You, it's not just for tonight. You have to do it as many times as I need you to. So Ivy or Aza's just like, obviously not comfortable, but Abby's like, I have to be a powerful queen. So you have to do this for me. Look, there's an easy solution to this conflict already. Yes. She agrees to do it and pulls a Lizzie McGuire movie. If only. <laughs> if only. Paolo. Hey now, sing for me, Paolo. <laughs> um, so then Ivy has Aza read her song that she wrote for the sing, and the song is... Hey, little diddle. It's, like, so bad. Like, the first part is okay, but, like, the last part is about, like, her dresses and whatever. And she's like, but the king loves my gown. Like, he just wants me to be beautiful. And Aza's like, that's not really the point of the song. Like, to help heal him, but whatever. So then she's just like, whatever, leave. Go find the prince for me. He, he can tell me how to make you a lady so you can work for me. Whatever. So she goes and finds him, and um, she... She should say, hey, she can't sing. Let's kick her out of the country. (laughs) There's so many moments for her to just ruin this bitch's life. Well, so when she meets up with him this time, she admits to him that she's actually a commoner. He didn't know this previously. He's, like, hurt that she would lie to him. And he's like, my uncle married a commoner. Like, why would you think I would care about that? Um, But whatever. She leaves and goes over to the Duchess and helps her get ready for the sing. And she has to write her own song, which I could sing for you, but I will not. 
because it's just long and boring. And then she goes back to Ivy. She, Ivy makes her, like, draw her a bath. And then as she's drawing the bath, she sees this hand mirror in Ivy's bathroom. I don't know. Um, and so she looks into it, and she's exquisitely beautiful in this mirror. And she's just like, wow, what is this? Um, and carved into the wood of this mirror is the word scolny. Scully? Scully. Okay. And so then, like, obviously she puts together, this is a magic mirror. Yeah. Um, But she she doesn't bring it up to Ivy at this point. She's just like, cool, she has this magic mirror that makes you look beautiful, but whatever. Um, She leaves, and then they have that sing at... Yes, the evening. critically acclaimed DreamWorks? <laughs> is that a DreamWorks? I have seen... You know what? It's a fun... There's a sing too coming out. Is it DreamWorks? I feel like it has to be DreamWorks. Or is it... Pixar. Is it Illumination? Sing movie. Sing for me. Illumination. Yeah, it gave me the Minions movie vibes. Oh, I have never seen a single Minion movie. I haven't either. I, I just know to. that they're made from... Made by Illumination. Illuminati. What even is Illumination? It's just a studio. I've never heard of it. They're best known for the Minions movies. Oh, that's why. Um, anyway, so she sits next to Prince Jory, and um, Ivy sits next to him. And so they all sing in, like, reverse order of importance. So um, she sings first, I think. Yeah, she sings first, and then it's Prince Jory, and um, then it's... Ivy's turn and Aza is like freaking out. Her throat's closing out. She's just like doesn't even know how to do anything. But she bucks up. She gives Ivy her mother's singing voice, um, and it's obviously amazing. Um, I don't even know how they like pull this off because it's not like I guess people can't really see her that far if they're like far away. But like the people who are really close to her could probably definitely tell that her mouth is not matching up. They didn't rehearse this. No. But whatever. Nothing in this book makes sense. No, it really doesn't. Um, but yeah, obviously her her song is just really bad. Um, and like it ends with her being like talking about her home country and how she's the queen and like the ruler of this country and everyone's just like so awkwardly <laughs> like they were all like swaying together at the beginning and then they're all just like Ooh. I'm picturing just like a bad version of Don't Lose Your Head from uh, Six <laughs> the musical Zambo Lynn's song mm-hmm. we'll be seeing that yeah and so after the she's done singing she's just like <laughs> is really feeling herself. She's really happy with how it went and uh, leaves the stage. After they, Aza and Prince Jory meet up with Ivy and Ivy is actually pissed. Um, and she's like, everyone should have loved my song. Like they, why do they hate it? I said, I missed my husband. Like what's wrong with everybody. So like they, they try to talk some sense into her, but she is not happy to hear it. Um, she just like storms off to go visit Oscaro. And the prince tells Azal about how she's gonna get 50 acres of land and she's gonna get 10 gold yorthies a month for her wage and a, a gallon of rendered boar fat. On the oh, first of every nice. Day. Sorry, the first day of winter. Um, that's like, that's a custom. So. Okay. 
But, you know, they're starting to get close. They're on a first-name basis now. Wow. He's like, if we're gonna, you know, attend the queen, like, you should just call me a jury. And she's like, no, I can't. But whatever. They go see the prince, or the king, rather, who is just, I don't know, unconscious. Okay. He has messed up cuticles. I don't know why that's, like, a detail we need to know, but I'm still not really sure what cuticles are. It's just the skin around your nails. Yeah, but, like, how are they messed up, or how are they, like, people talk about them as if they're, like, a big hassle. I mean, do you ears not, like, peel? No. No. Well, mine do. Weird. Not all of us are blessed with good cuticles, Renee. I don't know what good cuticles are. <laughs> they're just, if they're... Well, I get hay nails. That has nothing to do with your cuticles. Then what's... I don't know. It's like the skin at the bottom. Yeah, but, like, it just... It's just skin. Yeah, but, like, mine, like, peel up and, like, all get cuts and stuff. Ooh. But then again, I also have shitty nails, so maybe it's related. Probably. So, huh. Yeah. So, Aza writes her family a letter, and um, the most important part is she asks her family to give her cat a kiss, because uh, she misses him. Aww. Which, same. Uh, and then the Duchess has to leave, and Aza's kind of sad about it, because it's like her last tie to her home, because now yeah. she has to stay there. Um. But they, you know, they have a, a nice evening. Um, she goes the next day uh, to meet up with Ivy. And Ivy apologizes to her. She's like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I was in such a terrible mood. Like, I was just, like, so stressed out because my husband was dying. Um, but, like, I hope... She, this woman is just a gaslighter. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening here. Um, and so she decides that Aza needs... A new wardrobe. So they head down to the tailor. And on the way, um, Ivy's like, so, like, what do you think of the prince? Like, do you think he's, like, king material? And Aza's like, oh, my God, she's really trying to, like, choose her next husband right now. Um, her husband is yep. still alive. Um, and... Ivy's like, oh, like, of course I hope my husband lives. Like, he loves me, so, like, I want him to live. But, like, I have an advisor who also loves me. Um, and he says that if the king doesn't live, I have to marry again. I'm sure the king, in his will, will say, marry my son. He'll take care of you. <laughs> He'll take care of the king. He'll take care of you and you'll inherit the kingdom. <laughs> if you watched Real Houses of Salt Lake City, you know. You know. Anyway. Um, she also wants her husband to have good ears. Apparently, Oscaro has big ears, but Ijori has nice ears. I, I keep I, when, you, when you say whatever the fuck his name is, it sounds like almost like someone stumbling over Deku's full name. <laughs> like he, oh, he's doing Midoriya. Oh <laughs> well, she wants yeah, so a man with good ears. <laughs> so um, they get to the tailor, and Ivy's like, Aza needs to be dressed like a maiden of rank. She has to be in all these beautiful clothes and whatever so she leaves to let Aza get measured and one of the seamstresses Mistress Audra like one of the only people in this book to have a normal ass name <laughs> um, she's like you know it's not very interesting to be a seamstress but then someone like you turns up <laughs> and like when I measure you being a seamstress is fascinating again like I've never how will we this is the quote how will we subdue those hips how will we narrow that tree trunk waist 
This definitely didn't mess with anybody's self-esteem. No, this is a charitable book. <laughs> you like it. Reading this, it's, I'm surprised I didn't have more self-esteem issues. This is an absolutely horrible book. Because how she describes her body, that's like how, what my body is like now. It, it's is a product <laughs> it's of its time. so bad. So... She just gets measured. Helps well, also if you think of the like Princess Diaries, how like the before is what so many people yeah actually just look like yeah, and they're like that was ugly, like thick eyebrows and curly hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. TBT doing curly hair was like scandalous to have. Oh gosh, those were the days. Um. Other shit happens. She goes to the library now to look up magic mirrors because she wants to learn more about that scoldy mirror that the queen has. And uh, the librarian there is like, you have the most beautiful voice I've ever heard because... I haven't mentioned it, but people just like sing to each other, like sing to themselves all the time. Mary, we do that. I know, but I just... (laughs) <laughs> context. That's why she was just singing in the library. And he says that her voice reminds him of Queen Amba, voice of Aortha. I don't know what that is. Um, okay. So spoilers here briefly. Um, so I highlighted that part because I was like, I bet at the end we're going to find out that she's related to this woman. No. No. No relation. Nice. So I don't know why they had right. to point that out. So... They he helps her find this like encyclopedia um, and finds magic mirror unique. Um, it's a creation or something commanded by this fairy called Lucinda um, and is often gift gifted by her um, for a wedding. Um, and it has a beautifying and other appearance altering properties, um, but you have to use magic potions with them. And the creature within the mirror is called Skolny, um, which he has unspecified abilities. Unspecified. Unspecified. <laughs> that feels like when a new character is introduced in like a video game or an anime, oh, and they like marks. it's like question mark question yeah. marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's Skolny, um, and so he can wait uh, and also i'm checking right yes. now but lucinda's from all enchanted isn't she yeah she might be the the fairy from that one too i don't know yes she is lucinda is a maverick fairy yes that's what they say here too maverick who is perceived lucinda. as being rather stupid sentimental and disliked by other fairies lucinda bestows magical gifts blah 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 okay because like that sounds familiar yeah, yeah. well she made this mirror. Wow. Gives it, whatever. Um, so, Skoni can only speak to those who have drank one of his potions, and um, he can alter whoever he reflects, um, but he can only show himself as well to people who have drank the potions. Um, and he can also escape under certain unspecified circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> and the mirror can also be destroyed under certain unspecified circumstances. And then the redacted, one redacted, redacted, redacted. Basically. Um, and so this is when Asa makes the groundbreaking realization. This mirror might have made Ivy beautiful. Wow. Wow. Groundbreaking stuff. Woo! 
So catfish. Uh, well, she also remembers. We gotta call them up. That the tailor from her hometown. Neve. Remember, the tailor was like, "She's merely pretty." Yeah, I know. We gotta call Neve up. <laughs> nah, it's Neve, right? It's Neve. Neve. I was like, it's been so long. I am I fucking that up? And then ooh, camera guy left. Yeah, Max. There's someone else. I haven't watched that show in so long. Yeah, that guy was like into it, but no, but it had a certain entertainment value. It really did. So <laughs> she goes and meets up with Ivy again. Ivy had got had to leave for the king's council, um, and so she's like at the council session, like, oh my god, all they would talk about is this drought and trade delegations and ogres. Like it was so boring, and they just kept talking about the same things over and over again. So I just dissolved the council altogether, <laughs> and Ace is like, you can't do that, like. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like a certain someone that uh, was in office for a few years? Let's not talk about it. But she's like, I don't see why I need a council. Um, a jury could just tell me what I need to do. Um, besides, I, like, I have my own advisor anyway. Um, and, you know, it's, they're they're in the king's chambers now. So she's like, Oscaro, like, you're going to thank me when you're better. Like, powerful monarchs need no parliaments. Like, just, you know... Whatever. And Aza's, like, trying to talk some sense into this girl. She's like, you're not the queen. Like, don't try to just leave the state to me. I know what I'm but doing. But the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> and she says, powerful queens rule happy kingdoms. Because that's always true, right? So, later on, Aza meets up with the jury again with his dog, Uchu, um, who... Just like when I try to make Cheetom love me, uh, just walks away. Nice. You know? He's like, she won't stay. She never does. He's very dramatic for no reason. Love that. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, you know, I never thought I'd have a friend like you. And she's like, I never thought I'd have a prince for a friend. I thought that she was going to say, oh, we're friends. <laughs> well, she does. She she thinks that in her in her mind. She's like, we're friends. Oh my god. Well, I meant more like the oh, oh. awkward. You think we're friends? Oh, this is weird. Um. Anyway, your mother, stepmom, your stepmom's crazy. Yeah, he's or like step aunt, whatever the fuck's out. Well, I don't know what's happening anymore. He's like, I I have a cousin who's a friend, but she's entirely different. No, 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 no. We've learned this from our friend Shane, her cousin. Cousins can't Cousins be friends. Cousins can't be friends. Um, and she's like, it's because I'm a commoner. Like, that's why it's weird. You could put a lady before my name, but at, at bottom, I'm burlap. Because that's a phrase that makes sense. He's like, no, like you're not burlap. You're not like other girls. Um, and then he confesses that he's never spent the night at an inn. She's like, oh my god, how? Because he travels from castle to castle. Or if he's riding against ogres, they'll sleep in tents. And she's like, oh my god, not ogres. And he's like, I was not almost killed by an ogre when I was 14. Um, yeah, well, so... <laughs> but he lived. Um, ogres in this world are the ultimate deceivers. So they're like, they their language doesn't make sense, but like they're able to persuade people to do shit somehow. Okay. Um, so that's the danger of ogres. Shrek who? I don't know. Who? <laughs> I don't know if, you, if that was genuine or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so then they go 
back to talking about the queen. Uh, uh, Aza's like, she's just, you know, she's a little inexperienced. And, and Jory's like, I don't know how she dissolved the council. Like, what was she thinking? And Aza's like, she just doesn't understand this country. And um, he's like... Oh, you know, I'm just, like, I'm being so indiscreet. Like, I'm being so rude. Like, you must think so lowly of me. And she's like, no, like, you're, you're in, like, I don't hate you. And he's like, you're too kind to despise people. This is also, like, a weird relationship between the two of them. Yeah. I, but it's more because I think neither of them know how to talk to another human being. Yeah. Okay. Unless straight up gaslighting. And being twice the age of your wife. <laughs> so she gets a, a letter back from her family. And in her section from her father, um, he, or her mother rather, um, they decide to tell her that um, they think she was highborn originally. That she might even be a king's daughter. Um, cause the blankets they found her in were velvet hemmed with gold thread. And again, they really make it up to be like, maybe she's a queen's yeah. child, whatever. Um, no, but this is, um, very distressing to her because she's like, wow, like my parents were rich AF and they didn't even want me. So it's probably cause it was so ugly. Literally every moment she's just like, I'm horrifying to look at. Yeah, um, I didn't read this book, and I hate the experience. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. So, she goes the next day to help Ivy get dressed, and, um, Ivy's like, I fear that the prince won't even speak to me at dinner. He's annoying, like, he's annoyed at me because I didn't send any aid to the south, um, which is where that drought was. Um, and, you know, people need food and supplies very desperately because of this drought. She's like, their lords can help them. Like, I can't just deplete my husband's coffers because of the the weather. Like, he really, she has like a damn Jackie. (laughs) I can't control the weather moment (laughs) with this drought. Oh, boy. And she's the queen. (laughs) So then they go walking through the castle and she has guards with her. And she's like, a powerful queen needs to look powerful. And he's just like... A monarch has never needed to have guards with them at all times in Aortha. That's how much people hate this this woman, is she feels nice. the need to have guards with her. At dinner, um, she has to sing, so Aza fills in for that, and the, um, I don't even, I think he's like the choir master or something. He's like, you and Aza should have a duet at the next, like, the upcoming sing. Um, in, like, two weeks. And she's like, you know what? Like, I'll think about it. Um, but I don't know. Which, why would she even say she was going to think about it when it's literally impossible? But whatever. She um, has to play it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then the, the cook, who they call Frying Pan. Nice. Like, that's just the title of the cook at this castle. Because this whole, this world is stupid. <laughs> um, brings out all the food and they all have, like, the covers on them. So they pull the covers and everybody's plates have, like, delicious food except for Aza, Prince Jory, and the queen who all have, like, scraps and bones and shit. So everyone just starts laughing and, like, especially, um, like, Jory is, like, <laughs> fake laughing, like, haha, what a prank. <laughs> But they're all confused, like, what's going on? I mean, 
Aza and Jory both know it's because everyone hates this woman. Yeah. Um, and, like, after they all laugh, they end up bringing them, like, real dishes. So, um, after dinner, she goes back to the, um, the library to look up more shit about this magic mirror and maybe see if there's any, like, magical spells she can learn to help her become beautiful. Because, again, she's so ugly. Yeah, um, so ugly. Horrible. And she finds this book called, um, Secret Spells for Secret Use. <laughs> Which okay. isn't helpful, I just liked the name. Um, but then she finds this book called No Harm Done, Safe and Simple Spells. And she finds this one that all you have to do is sing it. So she sings, even though it's, it's basically gibberish. Um, and she turns to stone, just straight up marble statue um and she just is stuck as a stone statue for the night until the spell wears off um except for her pinky toe remains marble i think forever after this point okay sure which is fine so after she's like transformed back i truly don't know what the point of this part of the book was no it affects nothing later nice except the fact that her pinky toe is marble Um, But on her way to the banquet hall, because she has to go and get breakfast for the queen, um, she runs into some guards carrying um, the frying pan to the dungeon, as well as this woman, Lady Arona, who was supposed to be Queen Ivy's lady-in-waiting, and also the woman that everybody else wanted the king to marry before he got engaged to Ivy. Um, She's also been arrested because she laughed at the prank a little too much. Yeah. So, um... To the dungeons with them. Uh, the next morning, the physician at the castle announces that the king has improved some. So that's good. Um, and Ivy's like, do you think the king would like my gown? Like, if he woke up right now, like, do you think he would like what I'm wearing? She's really very much a pygmy. Um as well as a gaslighter, which I feel like sometimes there's some crossover there. Yeah. Um, and she makes Aza repeat the king's wedding song for her. Um, and then she's like, being a powerful queen is so tiring. Ugh. My, sometimes, my head, sometimes I get a headache. Oh, Imagine no. that. A headache. And she's like, I just, you know, I wish... I liked it so much better when all I had to worry about was just making... My Oscaru laugh. Like, okay. Literally no one cares because you're making everyone's life horrible. Frankly, it's a miracle she hasn't been killed yet. <laughs> Truly a miracle. I wish. No one has secretly assassinated her. Like, gosh, it seems like this would be pretty easy to pull off an assassination in yeah. this situation. It would, like, on a scale of presidential assassination attempts, this is definitely more of a Garfield than a Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, news about the the fact that Ivy dissolved the council um, and refused to aid people in the drought has now reached Aza's parents, and they're just like, we know, like, we just want to make sure you're okay. Like, we know you're probably not involved in this, but like, just checking in. Um, some days pass. Um, Ivy starts to just be very flirtatious with the guards. Um, she also flirts with Ijori. Her favorite guard is named Uju. Um, he's a little on the older side, so she clearly has like a type. Yeah, she's clearly looking for that. Yeah, she's yeah. So, um, 
but meanwhile, you know, Aza and Ijori are getting closer. Um, and he starts talking about how her voice is the most beautiful one, just like Queen Adaria's, who was the king's first wife. And then at this point, I became horrified that this might turn into some weird incest thing oh, where they yeah. turn out to be cousins. Again, they don't. Good. So, not a concern. Um... And then he's like, the kingdom could soon turn to a revolt. Um, the king's council keeps meeting in secret. Um, that's all I can tell you now. But um, the choir master, because he's like high up in the ranks, because this is, you know, a kingdom of sea. Yeah. Um, asked him where he stood. Um, and Ijori said that as long as his uncle is alive, he will stand by the queen. But um, if his uncle should die, he would oppose her. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> then he asks Aza what she would do, given that Ivy is her liege or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, I would oppose her. And she, she's happy to say that because if this were all to come to pass, like, she would have to worry about her family because she knows that they would oppose her as well. Yeah. Um, and then she said that if the revolt fails, I'd have plenty of company in the dungeons because <laughs> so many people have already gotten arrested. Yeah. Um, but they both hope that the king gets well anyway. Um, so that hopefully none of this shit has to happen. She goes and she meets up with Ivy again and she's just like, I hate Aortha. <laughs> just straight up says she hates it. Yeah. Um, because there's some birds that live in the castle. They just like birds, so they live there. And she's like... Oh, it's like a, a mall or an airport. <laughs> they're just birds. They're just birds. <laughs> she's like, why does this country... Why do they bring hordes of birds into a royal castle? My subjects are singing savages. <laughs> Like, I had to decide to wear a different gown. I wanted to wear this one. I don't know. She's just having a meltdown yeah. for literally no reason. Of course. And then uh, Aza has to go back to the tailor to pick up her new dresses. And uh, Mistress Audra, that seamstress, is, like, a little too smiley. Um, and then she goes and meets up with the, like, main tailor. And the cloth is awful. The gowns were even worse than the ones she had from Dame Athele. And the tailor, or she's like, the queen's not going to pay for this. And then Taylor's like, consider them a gift. Um, so Aza just like runs away because she's just so horrified because the tailors are just getting back at her by yeah. proxy of the queen. Um, and she runs into Ijori and um, he's like, what's so wrong? Like, don't cry. Like, everything's going to be okay. And she's just crying. And he kisses her right on the mouth. Ew. Right on her blood red mouth. Ew. Gross. Um, she thought she'd grow old and die without ever a kiss. Because she's so ugly. This is a horrible book for it's, for impressionable youth so, to read. It's so bad. This is awful. So, um, after they kiss, he's like, why are you crying? She's like, it doesn't matter anymore. Because it really doesn't. She finally got a kiss from a prince, no less. Ooh la la. Um, they kiss again, whatever. Um, she goes, like, they part and she goes to go, like, meet up with Ivy again. Um, and as she's climbing the stairs, she stops and she realizes that Ivy would 
now retaliate against the Taylors for doing what they did. So she's like, alrighty, I got a plan. She goes back to the Taylor and she just like puts her foot down and she's like, you know, if you don't make me my dresses, you're going to end up in prison. And you know, who's going to become the Taylor, the Taylor from this other town. He's like, Oh, I hate that guy. I'll make you your dresses. Anyway, so she convinces him to make her the dresses that she ordered originally, and he has to do them in time for that sing in, like, a week or something. And, you know, she's just, like, really feeling amazing because kisses are better than potions for her self-esteem. She's, like, over that magic mirror shit because she's okay. got friends now. Good. So then the next day she wakes up in the middle of the night before the sing there's some banging um but instead of getting up to figure out what it is she just goes back to sleep and when she wakes up the next morning um the birds aren't singing they aren't or they, they are, are not they are they're not. gone there's no birds she got rid of the birds damn and um ivy's like Ugh. Like, don't reproach me. They were filthy things. I don't know why there were ever birds in here to begin with. Hello, Burb. Even if the king was well, this would be my domain. Like, whatever. Go away. Don't. Don't fuck with me and the birds. But as we know, birds aren't real anyway. They're tools of the bourgeoisie, so. She is the bourgeois. (laughs) She's a commoner. Oh, right. So she hates the bourgeois. Yeah. Even though she's literally trying to be a dictator basically well you know dictators aren't bourgeois all the time you got a point like anyway (laughs) um so after she brings her well first of all she brings forgets to bring the breakfast so she has to go and get it when she comes back ivy has laid out all this jewelry for her she's like this is like a gift for your for you like for being the most amazing lady in waiting poison this bitch by now it's been so easy classic abusive how is the how has the cook not poisoned her yet literally no one the cook is in jail but before that he should have poisoned her before instead of the prank well poisoned her because like you're not gonna start she's a commoner from her homeland they're not gonna retaliate everyone here hates her because this is a children's book you tell the king oh she died of a broken heart oh my god works every time (laughs) god Um, and then she's like, sort of talking about how she had all these boyfriends when she was living at home. Harlot. Um, the thing comes up, and the choir master is like, "Oh yeah, so you're a duet. You're gonna open up with the duet, right?" She's like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot. Like, I can't perform unrehearsed. We'll do it next time." So again, like I don't even know why this was even an important part of the book to include. No. Um, whatever the thing happens, um, and then as. Aza is singing for Ivy. Um, there's a big crash. And so Ivy turns around and starts yelling um, while she's supposed to be singing. So everybody knows Classic. something is up. So she, Aza turns to Ejori. She's like, I had to. She made me do it. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Ivy turns to the crowd. She's like, there's going to be no more sings. It's over. No more singing in the castle. It's banned. Um, and she runs off. And everyone... They could form a mob right now. And they could guillotine her. They truly could, but they don't. Um, but they all... So it's her... 
Prince Jory, Princess Elaine, um, the choir master, some other guy who I keep forgetting what he's supposed to be. And um, they all meet up in Ivy's rooms and um, they're just like, we found her out. Like, you found her out. And she's like, found who out? Like, what's going on? And Ivy, or Aza tries to explain herself, like, what happened. Um, and Ajori's like, why didn't you ever tell me that you were doing this for her? And Aza, like, tries to help her case by, like, mimicking people's voices and, like, making it seem like they're saying stuff. And the queen, Ivy, is like, no, she actually duped me. She was like, I'll sing for you if you make me your lady-in-waiting. Like, it was all her plan to raise her ranks. Like, it had nothing to do with me. Like, she was actually using me. Otherwise, like, she, you know, would, like, hurt me. Because you know what? Or actually, it's like some fucking... Maybe it's the choir master. He's like, you know what all the finest voices in history have all had in common? They had some ogre blood in them. And everyone's like, oh my god. She's so ugly. Obviously, she's part ogre. Obviously. And so everyone is against her. And they determine that she is behind also trying to cause the rebellion. Because she wanted not only to use the queen, she wanted to get the queen in trouble, and then she would marry Prince Jory and then become queen herself. Okay. So that's the master plan they've decided was Aza's goal okay. all along. Um, and now Jory is scandalized. He's like, I kissed an ogre. He's he's going through some shit right now. Yeah. And she's like, if I'd been pretty, I'd have been safe. You know, pretty privilege. Um, if she'd been had an ordinary voice, she would have been safe. But unfortunately for her, she's ugly and has a beautiful voice. So she gets taken to jail. And she ends up being like... Before she goes to jail, she ends up in Ivy's bathroom again. Because they're like deliberating or whatever. And um, she finds that mirror again. And she sees um, the like potions whatever so she drinks most of it not the whole thing and when she looks into the mirror she sees the skullny dude um he's just like an obviously evil looking man yeah um and he's like you are you're the fairest one of them all even fairer than queen ivy you have to finish the potion otherwise your beauty like it won't last and she's just like loving her new beautiful self her like face is not pure white anymore and she her mouth is not blood red whatever she's beautiful by conventional standards okay um so he just keeps trying to get her to drink the potion um and he's like if you finish the potion i'll tell you about my plans for aortha and the queen and she's like if you tell me then i'll finish it um but then everyone opens the door. Ijori comes in. Ivy comes in, slaps her on the face. And everyone's like, oh my god, she's so beautiful now. Like, what happened? Maybe she really is a witch. Um, but whatever. She, long story short, she ends up in jail. And when she's down there, all the guards are like, oh, but she's so beautiful. Like, why do we have to keep her in jail? And they're like, no, it's because she's an ogre. She escapes she, she like escapes somehow in a way that she's like it'll make it look like it was magic because she just like slips out of the bars or something because she's not she's so skinny now she's a skinny legend 
Like, what was the point here? <laughs> it's a horrible book. Um, but as she's escaping, she runs into Uju, who is, if you'll remember, Ivy's favorite guard. Yeah. And um, so she's like, oh, shit, now I gotta fight this guy. But turns out he was sent by Ivy. Um, he's like, I've got uh, horses saddled. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm here to save you. Um, and she's like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense, but whatever. She's just going to take her far away. Um, and then uh, Aza's is like, maybe Skolmi sent her, like, told her to take me away or whatever. They go somewhere. They end up in a cave. Um, and then the next day, uh, he tries to uh, strangle her. Today. Okay. Um, but then... They're ambushed by ogres. I don't know why she trusted him to begin with. I don't know either. She's naive at some times, but not always. God. Um, so they get ambushed by ogres, and working together, uh, they end up escaping them um, and, like, going up this mountain. And they end up, like, causing a rock slide which buries the ogres and their horses, which is upsetting. Um, But they're safe now. And he's like, you know, Queen Ivy told me to kill you. And she's like, oh. Really? (laughs) And she's like, how could she hate me so much? Is she really so wicked? I'm like, ma'am. Have you not realized she's a bitch? Have you not been watching anything she's been doing? And then he's like, but if I killed you, the ogres would have killed me. And if I was dead, she wouldn't be able to knight me. And... He's just like, I'll tell everyone that I found you dead, but I'll tell her that I killed you. Um, and, like, maybe I'll still get knighted. And she's like, okay, cool. So they're, like, kind of trapped on this mountain. Well, not really trapped, but, like, there's nothing here. And so she's like, are you just going to, like, leave me here on this mountain? She's like, no, we can go to the gnome caverns. The gnome caverns. Remember Zom's prediction? <laughs> so they go to, you know, the cavern places yeah whatever um and they there's like this weird thing where like there's an entrance but not an exit and so like they go in but then like he can't get out again or something okay um and she's like no like it's okay like we're gonna get in to the right place because this gnome predicted we would meet again the gnome caverns and he's like a gnome predicted i'd be given a centaur before my 32nd birthday and that birthday was 11 years ago (laughs) So she's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Zom wasn't right. But then she figures out how to get in. There's, like, a false rock that you just, like, walk through. So they Speak, make it friend. in. friend. And enter. <laughs> they make it in, and who's there but Master Zom? Wow. Wow. So that's great. That's happy for them. Just... I skipped a lot of this portion because it was just fucking boring. So much of the book is horribly boring. They spend some time in the gnome caverns. Um, Uju can't stay there, though. He's, you know, he has to go back. And she's like, how did he, like, how is he going to get back? And they're like, we gave him a centaur. And she's like, the prediction. And he's like, yeah, I think the gnome who told him that was thinking of his age in gnome years. Oh, classic blunder. <laughs> he doesn't explain what gnome years are in relation to, like, human years. Oh, you're why they would be different. But whatever. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, well, we have one equation. We have 
his age in gnome years and human years, and then we just got to get her age, and we can set up two equations, <laughs> solve for the different variables, and we got an equation. Um, so she tells um, Zom the whole story, and then she gets the part about Illusing, and he's like, oh, like, show me how to do it. And she's like, no one else can do it. Like, maybe my birth family could, like has to tell him about how she was adopted and um so then he tries and um astonishingly he's able to do it no one else has ever been able to do it but this gnome is able to she's a gnome she's a gnome (laughs) straight up she's a she's part gnome not part ogre they're like this is like she they earlier on when they first met she, uh, he was like, you have, your hair is this col- color called hutum, uh, which is, like, not black. It's a color only gnomes can really see accurately. And so, you know, he's like, you are wider than most humans and taller as well. Um, so, like, you know, those are, like, gnome features. And also, you're comfortable in our gnome caverns, which most humans can't be comfortable here. Um... And so she's, like, relieved to find out she's a gnome and not an ogre because, you know, gnomes were ugly by human standards, but less ugly than ogres. So that's great. Um, She says the difference is between the looks of a cockroach and a grasshopper. Okay. Um, And he's like, yeah, this has happened before. My aunt's husband had some human in him. Whatever. She's a gnome. Again, great for self-esteem. If you're taller and wider than most people, you might just be part gnome. Anyway, um, she just starts to live in this gnome cavern for a little while. She becomes, like, a songwriter for them. She just, like, is commissioned to write songs. Um, and then Zom has another prediction about her where he sees her laying on the ground. Um, and he can't tell if she's dead or not, but he's like, this will come to pass unless you choose a different choice at a crossroads. So, yeah. She writes a letter to her parents just letting her know that she's okay. But, like, they'll probably never hear from her again. And she ends up getting a letter back from Ijori because he stopped at the inn. And he's, like, just apologizes for his behavior before. And he's, like, I was just overcome with so many emotions. Um, And he also says, I hope the change in your appearance was not forced on you. Um, I also hope you didn't choose it. I never thought you were ugly. I should have told you long ago. No one has eyes like yours or an aroma like yours. I love the size of you from the first. Anyway, he's looking for her. Aroma. Aroma. Is this fucking Mike or whatever? <laughs> How are you pronouncing his name? Oh, I miss him. Uh, that was... In the arms oh. Yeah, it might have been the worst. Uh, spoilers for season spoilers two for Attack of Attack on Titan. That, I mean, granted, we're only halfway, less than halfway through the series, but that's been the hardest one that for one, me. Yeah, that one hurt. What hurts the most <laughs> was being so, so close. close. Anyway. Um, so, they... The gnomes end up send out a messenger, and he, she tells him to like let him know that she's okay, but like don't come looking for her. So she turns sixteen. She gets to sit in on a gnomish court ruling for some reason. Um, she learns like the value of consequences and like how to take down the prison industrial system. 
What? She earns. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I was really fascinated by a brick outside. Prison industrial system? No, basically, she sits him on this trial because Brinley Zom's like a lawyer. Oh, okay. Or not a lawyer, he's a, he's a judge. Oh, okay. Gnome courts just have one judge. And so basically, he determined yeah. that. Mary, there's only one judge in American courts. But, like, no lawyers and no jury. It's just oh, a judge. it's just a judge. Okay. Yeah, it's just a judge. And so there's, like, one gnome stole another gnome's shovel. And he's like, I determined that he did steal a shovel, but he can keep the shovel. Because I looked into the future and I've seen that it's best if he gets, if, like, they're both better off this way. Okay. And she's like, shouldn't he be punished anyway just because he stole? He's like, sometimes, like, you end up worse because of a punishment. She's ah. like, whoa, crazy. Crazy. Um, anyway, she ends up earning a bunch of money um, for her songwriting. And then one day when she's out and about, um, she decides to buy some human food from this unusual peddler. And she buys, what does she buy? She buys an apple. She didn't like apples, but she was just like, so needed this apple. Um, and then when she takes a bite, <gasps> it's poison. <laughs> Oh, didn't see that coming. See, someone... There is poisoning in this book, Mary. Someone could have killed Ivy ages ago. Well, who who was it who gave her that apple? It was Ivy in disguise. Oh, I didn't see that coming. So, after... Right after she eats that apple, she goes, like, hurtling, like, astral projects. Her <laughs> soul goes hurtling into the castle and into that hand mirror. Um, so, she's now inside the mirror with Skolny. Um, and Skolny explains how it was Ivy who gave her the apple and she was able to disguise herself very convincingly as a gnome because they can see through enchantments because she drank a disguise potion, which are like super ultra powerful, whatever, like basically make you into that thing. And, um, she gets to see kind of what's going on and, um, she sees Lucinda whatever Lucinda giving Ivy the mirror and telling her about the potions and um, she's like you can make anybody beautiful with these potions like if you're so generous Um, so I guess I can see how she's not I took Lucinda to just be an evil fairy but she just is a little naive I guess yeah cause I don't remember how enchanted I just remember that she fucked shit up by accident or something yeah um and so basically she also learns that whoever dies after drinking the potion will take Skolny's place and Skolny will be free. But because Aza did not finish her potion, they're now both trapped in there together. So Skolny's pissed. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> this, this is, is not, not a dance. dance. I'm begging for help. help. I'm screaming for help. help. Please come let me out. So um, the other important thing is that within this mirror, there's a chair. Whoever's sitting in the chair has control over um, like, is able to see out and, like, talk to okay. the person who is looking into it. So, Scully's like, I just, you know, need to get Ivy to die now. So, she's like, how are we going to do that? She's like, I'm going to convince her to kill someone. And then she should have died ages ago. <laughs> Truly. The whole, that bit about the, like, switching places with him makes me think of the, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode where she gets stuck in the genie lamp. Mm. I don't know if you saw that show. Oh. 
I mean, I've seen that show, just not that episode. Okay. Um. So he basically is like, you know, it might even work out. Like if the mat, the king wakes up, maybe he'll have her executed because like he has been able to hear everything that she says to him. So like, if he knows what she did, maybe he'll execute her himself. And he convinces her to sing for him by tricking him into, tricking her into thinking like he'll give up his seat if she sings for him. Really pointless. She also finds, figures out that he had come to visit the inn. Like at some point prior, there was like this patron who came and had all this fake gold and it was him, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Then, oh yeah, so... Ivy comes back and Scully's like, that's right, Aza's dead. And she's like, oh my God, did I really kill her? Like, oh my God, like she was an oaf, but she was my friend. And she's like, an oaf? Like really, she's gonna call me that? Aza uses her a lusting. She throws her voice to get close enough so that um, Ivy can hear her. And she ends up like wrestling the, uh, wrestling him off the chair. And she's like, he lied to you. He was trying to get you killed um, so that he can take your place and he'll be trapped in the mirror. And she's like, so if I kill myself, I'll be with you too. And she's like, yeah, like, that's what's going to happen. She's like, okay, like, Scully wants me because I'm the most beautiful, not you. So I'll kill myself for him. (laughs) Again, great messaging. Oh, God. Also, it's important to know... um, Ace has been singing all of this conversation. Oh, wouldn't expect anything else. Um, so while this is all happening, she starts punching the mirror from her side and it starts to crack and shatter. Um, and then all of a sudden the mirror crumbles. That's bad luck. She's torn back to her body. Um, and she's back to her normal self. She's no, she's no longer beautiful. She's, she's back to her. It's true. Um, so she's back to normal. It's only been a day since she ate the apple. Um, and she's like, I gotta get the fuck back to the castle. Um, and Zom tells her that Ijori is there. He's been waiting outside the gnome caverns because he can't enter. Um, they made up and they make up and whatever. They kiss, whatever. Um, they run back to the castle because they have to save Uju because that's the guy that Scully was telling Ivy to kill. So they run back and blah, blah, blah. Really, this should be an exciting part of the book, but it's not. Um, and so Ivy or Aza's like, Ivy shouldn't be like beautiful anymore. She should look normal. And um, he's like, if she looks as she behaves, she'll have the face of a viper. And she's like, people don't look as they behave because she's so ugly. Um, and he's like, oh, like, I didn't mean it that way. Like, I adore your face and your hands and the scent of your skin and the thicket of your That's hair. That's concerning. It's, it's very much... Perfume. Story of a murderer. Anytime someone <laughs> comments on the, a human scent, I'm just thinking, you might be a serial killer. Or you're Mike from Attack on Mike, who, you know... Yeah. He, he could be a serial killer. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so they run back. Um, Uju's still alive. Um, and they run to Ivy's chambers. And Ace is like, don't worry, I'm no longer beautiful, your majesty. So Ivy opens up the door. Um, the mirror is broken. No more magic. She's back to normal appearance as well. Skolny's gone. Um, 
I will say at this point, I had forgotten that Scully was like just like a dude. And because she keeps calling him a spider. So I was like, this is just like a straight up a spider that lives in this room. It's not. And so they're just like just talking. And she's like, we can be friends again. Like, I know more ways to fix your hair. And she's like, Ace is just, it's fine with making amends with this woman. And uh, then. The girl was like one week away from being a war criminal. <laughs> Literally. Um, so then the king wakes up. Uh, and that it just resolved. It's just like that. <laughs> so the king. Mary, wakes you're up. like, this isn't one of those books that <laughs> no, just, just ends. Just wait. We're not done yet. The king wakes up. Um, and. I, I, the fish <laughs> needs to die. Just wait. So the king's council also meets up. And so they start discussing, like, what to do with shit. And they interview everybody. And she. Like, Aza tells everyone about Skolny and how it was really Skolny who was pulling the strings here. Um, and then she was like, your majesty, like, didn't you notice, like, her appearance changed? And he's like, yeah, I did see that. But, like, I wish. Like, I believe Aza. Um, and also Queen Ivy told me some of it herself. And they're like, okay, so, like, what are you going to do to her? And she's like, I'm not going to do anything to her. She saved my life. What? <laughs> Because um, just being with her, when he when she was with him, spending time with him, that's what saved him. So he's like, I'm not going to do anything to her, but I have to do something so that she'll never rule Aortha again. So he just asks everyone to leave. They leave and Ejori's like, Aza, I've been to all these countries. I've done all these things. I need a po- I need a partner in my composing game. That's that singing game they were doing. A partner who raises me above myself. Aza, will you marry me? <laughs> He's seventeen. She's sixteen. They've known each other for like three weeks. Sixteen. Um, and she's like, I would marry you in this moment. I'll harmonize with you forever. Um, and so then the king, they have a sing or whatever, and the king announces that when, um. His reign is 20 years old, and so is his nephew. Um, he's going to abdicate the throne, and the nephew, Ijori, will um, will rule forever. And um, the queen is being, like, basically banished to the southern castle to just, like, live there, uh, live a normal life. Um, so now we're in the epilogue. Um, Skolny never seen or heard from again in Ayortha. Um, Ivy didn't go to Ijori's coronation. Um... She did go visit her hometown to, like, bring them some gifts. And she rarely ever visited, but her husband would come visit often. The Featherbed became the most popular and prosperous inn in Aortha. Um, eventually, it's given off to her brothers, Yeri and Ala, in case you forgot those dumbass names. <laughs> <laughs> um, her sister becomes a physician, and she was always a close friend of Ella. So Ella Enchanted takes place in Curia, where mm-hmm. that bitch Ivy is from. And I guess her sister is friends with her. The Duchess moves into the castle, um, and because of that, the cat's population swells at the castle, so that's great for them. Nice. Um, Ajori and her have children, um, but they, they resemble him. Um, he's not the ugly one, so. Um, she never okay. discovers the identities of her birth parents. Um, but they do figure out that she may be distant cousins with uh, Zom. 
And that's the end. I hate it. Yeah, it was not good. It was horrible. It was really bad. Horrible. Not the worst book, because I may go ship space, but... Um, I think I enjoyed sitting through that one more than this. That's I fair. think it's because it was shorter. Yeah, that's it. This book is like 350 pages long. It's so fucking long. Oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah, it was They should have killed her. Yeah, no, like, this is a book where... One of the, you know that TikTok trend where it's like, this oh, this book, book this book if they have a gun, this book if they yeah. have a gun. <laughs> oh, there's nothing good about this book. No. I mean, I'm not too surprised. I for one don't like. I mean, I've only seen the movie, but I don't like Ella Enchanted. Uh, yeah, I read that book too. I think, but I don't. I, I've only seen the movie, and I just it annoys me, and so does this. I just don't know what the message is supposed to be. Like, I, they try to make it seem like, oh, you can still be loved even if you're ugly. The message is, big girls, you are beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful, no matter what they say. You're beautiful. It's true. Anyway, so I'm done talking about this book. Let's just talk about social medias. Um. Yeah, follow us. Social media, Instagram, Ybook Podcast, Twitter, Ybook Podcast podcast tiktok why a book email us why a book podcast at gmail.com this book sucks good night the end